Hello, and welcome back to another episode on the Kingdom Connections podcast. Um, we are here with Susan Fleming, and we're here for part two of our topic of honor. So if you haven't listened to part one, I would encourage you to go back because I feel like that episode was, there was a lot of foundation in that episode. And so I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, but we are here for part two too. So welcome back, Susan. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to get back into the topic. Well, so today we were going to talk about specifically, um, still talking about honor, but in the realm of podcasting. Now you, Susan, have been on both sides of podcasting. You've been the host, you've been the guest. Um, I have been more on the back end side and booking people and then recently have been a host. And so I feel like we have a lot of background and kind of how this works. Um, and I and we're just really looking to raise the bar, right? And, and a new standard of um, how can we honor people as a podcast host when you're bringing somebody onto your show? Um, how can we be honoring to the host as a guest? Um, and so I just want to dive in. Um, I would love to hear um, just whatever opening thoughts that you might have around this topic. Yeah, as I was just thinking through the process, right? Because you kind of, it kind of goes in phases when you're scheduling something, you know, like the pre-interview stuff is kind of the part one and then that middle section is when you're actually doing the interview and then you have the afterward um, and just kind of thinking through the process as a whole I think the the best way we can really honor each other is communication there's so much that can get lost misplaced um you know in in scheduling and when you're dealing with multiple people's schedules and it, then if you're using someone you know like an agency that's booking for you now you've added another person in the mix and there's so much that can um it can just get twisted or you know miscommunication or whatever and so i think the first thing i would say is um just clear communication with that person, whether you're the host or the guest, making sure that, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I over communicate, like I'm, I do too much, but I rather give you, I rather repeat myself to you than to not give you the information and, and think, oh, well, I already told her that she'll remember, like, you know, go in that extra step of, just taking care of the person is what I feel like it is, right? When we're communicating well with each other, we're making sure that everybody is feeling seen and heard and taken care of. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard you say a couple of, of things just in our time of working together. And even today, the, the communication part, you've said like, don't assume that somebody is going to do this or that they know this or that this is how things work. And, and also... I would rather over communicate and make sure that everything is laid out than again, to, to assume, or they're going to remember or whatever. And sometimes I think 
too, it, if you're trying to do too much, you know, because mm-hmm. in the world of podcasting, I feel like this whole quantity thing, got to get those podcast interviews, got to get those guests, um, maybe host are scrambling and searching for guests. And sometimes they're bringing on a lot of guests and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe some of it's pressure, this pressure to feel like I've got to produce these episodes. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And so they don't, they don't really have all this any time. And I know we talked in the yeah. previous episode about managing and stewarding our time and trying to do all the things and cramming in the stuff and the connections. And I think sometimes that's what happens is that on both sides, the guest is trying to book all of these interviews because they're, they're trying to get their message out that they're not really stewarding these connections. Well, um, and I think it goes both ways, the host and the guest. And so I think it's, it's a lot better to slow down because you're going to get so much more out of that one opportunity than if you had scheduled five or six that month, but you really didn't take the time to invest in any of them well, because there were so many that you were trying to, to cram in. And I've seen, you know, instances where maybe you don't have as many interviews And I say that on my end of the booking side, but then I've seen relationships that build over time versus you had all of these things. And I, and for me, I have to remind myself of what God has said. He said quality over quantity. And anytime I feel pressure, because I do, I feel pressure sometimes to got to get them on all the bookings. I, I've, you know, got to have the guests even on my show, but the Lord keeps saying, Remember, we don't look like everybody else. I haven't called you to do things like everybody else. It's quality over quantity. Yeah. And I think you hit something there with the assumptions. Because a lot of my frustration would be because I would make assumptions about other people. You know, I think there's this, this element of once you've done it for so long, you just kind of get in a routine and you feel like, well, people should just know that they, you know, like they should just know. Um, I'm thinking of one time in particular where um, I, I had booked somebody and they never sent me like their headshot and their bio and all, all the stuff you need. Right. And I'm like, doesn't everybody like, th- this is what everybody does. You should know when you book on something, you just send that stuff. Like, why do I have to ask for it <laughs> kind of thing? And it it was that, you know, my frustration was coming out of me making assumptions, not thinking about the person on the other end of it. Maybe it's the first time she's been on a podcast. Mm. I don't know. You know, like maybe she didn't know that's what you send or maybe she forgot, I, you know? Um, so I went back and like redid my, um, my booking process to include an automated email that would go out and say, this is what I need from you by this time. Right. And I think, again, it goes back to that communication of not just saying I need it, but then putting a deadline on it. Right. I need it, but you know, 24 hours before the, we see each other or whatever. Um, so yeah, assumptions, making assumptions have, have gotten me in trouble a few times. <laughs> <laughs> 
For sure. So I think we're, we're still on that pre, um, the pre-interview, like, and so communicating really well with one another. Yeah. And you just mentioned another thing that not everybody has in place, and that's a booking process. Not every host has a process in place. And I have noticed the difference between those that do and those that don't and mm-hmm. how things run and how smoothly. And I'm not saying like you have to have in place all the things. It can be super, super simple. You have a Calendly link. You have within that Calendly link, you have those questions that you want answered, which that's another thing. If you don't have any kind of process, sometimes it's hard for the, the guests to know what to expect or what they want from you or how, how can I, I serve you in the absolute best possible way when there's no expectations, there's no process yeah. in place. So sometimes like they might get frustrated as a host because they don't feel like you're giving enough mm-hmm. or whatever, but if you don't know, how do I know yeah. if you haven't told me? So it's that communication. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think people maybe overcomplicate that whole booking process. Like they, they think, well, I have to have all of these things in place, but you could have something very simple as the link, the information with the expectations, and then know what you're going to do. Like, this is what it looks like before. This is what it's going to look like on the day of. And then this is what you can expect afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, and, and we'll get to that, but, um, cause there's something to be said about the after part that I think really frustrates a lot of people. But, um, I think setting it up in the beginning before is so key. Yeah. And communicating again with those expectations, are you frustrated somebody because they didn't meet an expectation that you never verbalized to them? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that plenty of times. And it's, yeah, it's that same thing of, um, you know, when we're learning something, it needs to be repeated. You know, so in the communicating process, you're going to feel like you're repeating yourself a lot, but you need to, because the person on the other end of it, again, if it's someone newer to podcasting or they haven't guested before or, you know, they don't have a process themselves, they need to know what you need, right? It's not a given that everybody uses a headshot or that everybody's going to read a bio at the beginning or, you know, like those are things that I do all the time, but that doesn't mean someone someone else is going to do that. So I need to be, as the host, I need to be communicating to my guests the before, the during, and the after. These are the expectations. Yeah. And I think another thing that I have seen that I think is an assumption, like why do they need to have this in there? Doesn't everybody listen to the podcast before they go on to the show as a guest? But I've noticed some some hosts have in their expectations, this is what I expect from you as the guest. And one of the things in there is listen to the podcast, an episode mm-hmm. or two before you come on as a guest. And I'm like, whoa, that tells me that they've had people that have come on and they have no idea what to expect because they've never listened to their show. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, you're going to go on this podcast and you're going to share with their audience and you've never once listened to their show. Yeah. Well, that makes me wonder if you haven't listened to it, then how do you pitch yourself to them to say that I'm a good fit for your show or to say, you know, I've listened to a few episodes and there's, I, I see maybe there's a gap right here. I can fill in that gap for you. I can be the the person that talks about this on your show, right? Like you can't pitch yourself in that way to someone if you haven't actually listened to the show. So, so they've skimmed and they've scanned the podcast. They've read a few of the show notes. They've read the description and then they go because I've made that mistake. <laughs> I've made that mistake as someone who's booking somebody who got really busy, who was trying to reach mm -hmm. out and all the things. And I thought I could do it that way. And the Lord corrected me and said, you know, you can't take shortcuts. Yeah. Mm. Like, so I've made that mistake before <laughs> and I know. So if you're listening, you know, as someone who books other people, I shouldn't be making these kinds of mistakes, but I thought, you know, I could just do this and I could get just enough information. No, you can't. You really mm -hmm. need to listen. You mm -hmm. need to listen and find out for yourself. Like, yeah, what, what are they really talking about? So don't take shortcuts. Because I would, I would say that too, to even the person like in my situation where you're, you are booking me on places and I trust that you are choosing places that fit my message, but it's still my responsibility yeah. as the guest to go listen to the podcast before I go on it. Because even if you have, and you think I'm a good fit for it. I still need to listen to see what is the flow? Is it conversational? Are they going to ask questions? Do they introduce me in the beginning or do I introduce myself? You know, how do they like to end their show? Do they have, I've been on shows where they have, uh, you know, they ask the, the guests the same question every episode at the end of every episode. You don't know that if you haven't listened to an episode. Right. And I was totally caught off guard because <laughs> I didn't, I'd skimmed through an episode, but I didn't listen to the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they had this question. I asked this question at the end of every, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, so it's still, it's still your responsibility as the guest to listen to a couple of episodes, even if you have someone else doing the booking for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, and that leads to the next thing that you should do before you go on, or at least once you've been interviewed and you've listened is go and give them a rating and a review because that's how more people are able to see, um, to hear, to spread the podcast even further, which by you being a guest, it's not just about you going on there and sharing your message. You're helping to promote their podcast too. Um, mm -hmm. So leaving them a rating and a review is very, very helpful. And I know some podcasts, they ask for that specifically, like that's either that's something they request or it's a requirement. Um, and they'll ask you in their questions, have you listened? Did you leave a rating and a review? They want to know. And it's because people don't think about that and they don't do that. It's not common practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a definite way to honor your host is yes. to leave that rating and review, whether they ask for it or not, right? Yeah. Because you, this is meant to be mutually beneficial. 
And I think a lot of times people look at it as how is this going to help me? Mm-hmm. And they don't consider how do I help the podcast itself? You know, and so for it to be mutually beneficial, it's, it makes me think of, you know, people I've seen go back multiple times to the same show. That tells me that they've been very honoring to that host, mm. to where that host wants to have them back on. That's a good point. Yeah. For those that actually invite the same guest back on multiple times, Mm -hmm. because they're adding a lot of value, they really appreciate probably a lot of things about them, not just their message, but them as a person. And they want to bring them back on. Well, it goes back to that connection. You know, I, because I've had people on the podcast and, you know, a few months later, I have an idea for another episode and I'm like, oh, so-and-so knows a lot about that. But... Right. And then I go back in my mind to that experience I had with them the first time and consider, do I want to have them back or not? Right. It's, it's not just about, they know enough about it that I'm going to invite them on. (laughs) At least for me, it it really makes a difference. That personal connection, the way you've communicated with me, you know, did you show up on time? Did, you know, were you prepared? Those kinds of things. I notice maybe every host doesn't notice those things but um I I notice I'm very observant and I've I pay attention throughout the process you know did they have did they get their stuff to me before the the time I asked for it to be here did they did we what was the interaction afterwards right all of that comes into play whether we consciously think about it or not, as the host considering bringing someone back on, all those things have been absorbed, right? Body language, mm-hmm. tone of voice, your energy during the interview, all of that has been taken into that person. And it's an unconscious thing that we do, but we've taken it in to where there are definitely people I've had on where I would immediately say no they're not coming back. And it's just an energy. It's not even a thing I can point to where I said, oh, they did X, Y, Z, whatever. It's an unconscious, I don't feel connected. Wow. And that brings up a good point as to a lot of the times people, when I ask about their process or I ask if they accept um, outside, you know, pitches from other people and a common answer that they come back with is no, I only interview people I'm connected with personally. Mm. I only interview people that I have a relationship with. Um, I don't connect with people that I don't know. And like, they won't even, they won't allow me to connect them with it. They won't even allow a middle person to come Mm. in because they don't want that because that's, they're looking for the connection. And I think some of it probably is that maybe they've even been burned by those that they would say, I don't really want to do this again. This is icky. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just goes back to like we were talking about in, in part one, right? How are we making connections with people? Are they genuine connections or is it, are we stewarding that connection? Yeah. Right. Have we really built relationship because people know when you're just in it to get something for yourself Uh that comes across 
It just does. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it's not mutually, you know, reciprocal, it's not going to be a, a beneficial for both of you. You know that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And so we've talked about several things that can be done in the pre. We talked about communicating. Don't assume things. Know what the expectations are. And if you don't know and you're not informed, you could always ask. That goes back to the communicating. Um, be prepared. Have you listened to the podcast for yourself? Did you go and leave a rating and review? Are you are you really just in it for yourself? Or are you showing up to truly serve? And remember that it's not just about you, but it's about the audience that they're sharing with you. Like, how do you honor that? Because they're... I mean, this reminds me of, of something that I don't think people realize is that host has cultivated this audience. Yep. They have poured into these people. These are their people. And they're allowing you to come in and speak to their people. And I feel like that that says a lot. Yeah. So you can honor that in, in several of the ways that we talked about, like, you shouldn't take that lightly. They're mm-hmm. inviting you into their space to speak to their people. Um, so don't take that lightly. Yeah. They're trusting you to speak to That's their right. audience. It's yes. trust is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for me, especially in the beginning, when I started interviewing people, I was like, I, I asked people I knew, <laughs> you know, that I knew I could trust with my audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And, and so you, you have prepared leading up to the, the, the interview itself. So let's talk about on the day of the interview, what are some things that we can do um, in order to, to honor that person in order to be prepared or um, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Being on time is a big one. Maybe that's a personal <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think stewarding your time. So being there on time and I would even say on time is a few minutes early. Mm -hmm. That's just, and again, (laughs) that may be a personal thing for me. Um, I had a side note. I had a band director in high school that was on time was late. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what drilled that into me. You, you needed to be there at least like five or 10 minutes early to be considered on time with him. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're wanting to start at 12 o'clock and you don't show up until 12 o'clock and let's say they have some pre stuff, like there, there needs to be a little bit of conversation to get everybody relaxed, or maybe they're just telling you, you know, this is the flow of things, or there's always something that comes before hitting record. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're still kind of in that pre, even though it's recording day, you need to be there a few minutes early. Just, I mean, maybe the host doesn't, hasn't come on yet. Well, that's on them, right? Yeah. So you'll be there and watch that little thing spin around till they get there uh-huh. <laughs> so that they know not just that you're prepared, but I think there, you bring an energy into it. it's a way of conveying to them I'm honoring your time I'm respecting your time but I'm also excited 
to be here. I want to be here. I'm not rushing in. Like I just, you know, hopped off another call or whatever, but I, I show up presentable to, this is a time we have dedicated for you and I to talk. You have my full attention. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be one show up a little bit early. Um, and also I would say praying with the person, maybe, I don't know that that's necessarily like a rule or anything, but if it's comfortable, I think that helps to, um, really just shift the atmosphere into what you're wanting to be conveyed in that time together, Mm. right? What do you want the audience to feel when they're listening to you? Because it's not just about the words that you're speaking. You're putting out an energy, right? So what do you want them to feel? And prayer can can shift that atmosphere for that recording. It can also, maybe that's something the host doesn't do, that you as the guest come on and do that. They could feel really, like maybe they are in, maybe they feel like they're running busy or they're running behind and they need that time to just kind of collect themselves and recenter and you know you can help them do that and it may be something that they wouldn't have thought to stop and do but it's a way for you to serve them when you pray with them mm. that it can relax them and you know help them get their their headspace in into the interview so to speak I never mm. thought about that as a guest I think that's really interesting and I think that would say a lot about you as a guest like, can I pray for you? Can I pray over our time together and just like bless them? Yeah. I, you know, like inviting God <laughs> into the conversation on purpose as a guest. Like I've thought about that as the host, but not mm-hmm. on the other side of it, because I guess yeah. I'm thinking, well, can, can I, can we ask as a guest? Like, can I, but you can, you can yeah. ask, like if you can pray for them. And I'm just thinking what a blessing mm-hmm. that would be. To know mm-hmm. that you want to take the time to not only pray for them, but for the time that you have together. And then for this episode to be seen and heard, you know, to help promote them. And um, yeah, I think that would really bless somebody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people do that to me. Yeah. So it's really in, impactful as for the guests to do that for the host, because me as the host, I typically will pray for the person after we've, we've done, I'll, you know, ask some questions, make sure to make a, make more of a connection after the interview and pray for them. Maybe say a blessing for them or something um, before they go, before the guests to come on and ask at the beginning to pray. I had somebody do that for me. And it is, it really, I mean, it just, it totally shifted. Like it was like a, just like a stop in my mind of I'm going too fast. You know, it, it gave mm-hmm. me that mental check of like, are you, are you stewarding this? Well, is what it was for me, um, for her to stop me and say, can I pray before we start? So yeah, it goes both ways. And I think too, that reminds me about the whole time thing. Um, you know, I notice a lot of hosts, they'll schedule an, an hour or whatever, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, but their episodes aren't an hour long, but they have a little bit of room before and they have a little bit of room after. 
And I think um, you're talking about the even the after part. And there's an idea that comes to mind. And it's about asking the question of what can I do for you? Or um, as far as like asking the host, you know, is, is there is there something I can do for you? Or are you looking to be a guest on a podcast? You know, and, and just um, vice versa. Like, are there recommendations that you can make for one another? Is there a... Um, what's going to be the after part, I guess. And sometimes I think that's, that's been a hard thing for me to know what are the questions that, that you can ask that I can recommend to my clients to ask, you know, mm. how can you end your conversation in a way that is almost like you're, you're leading to something else, like you're on purpose. Yeah. Trying to serve the other person. I have had host to, um, before we get off the call to go ahead and schedule another call with me, just like a 15 minute check-in, um, which I thought was really interesting. And she, what she said to me was, I've, I want to be very intentional with this connection is what wow. she said. So I don't think it was something that she does necessarily with everybody. Um, but we scheduled a time for that next week. And we got on and she was like, how can I just celebrate with you? What's something that you have going on that we can celebrate together? And it was just quick and easy, but it was, it, it meant so much that she would take the time to continue even after the interview's done. She doesn't have to talk to me ever again, right? Like, <laughs> wow. But it was very intentional of, I want to make this connection with you. So that, that speaks volumes. So I think really being intentional, because you could even think about that before you get on the interview, knowing because you've looked into the person, you know who you're going to be speaking to, right? That's that preparation part. And then thinking about who, who do I know? Like, Lord, how can I be intentional with this connection? This person is, is allowing me to be on their platform, you know? Um, and, and the host as well, like, you know, how can I be intentional with this connection as well? I think it's, it's that intentionality for, for both, you know, and wanting yeah. to be honoring to both people. And then I feel like if we take the time and we ask, God is always faithful to, you know, like he would want us to be honoring to people. Right. And so even just taking that time to, to ask the Lord, how can I be intentional with this connection and then following through with whatever that looks like while you're on the call. Yeah. Or it could even be something as simple as like, because you already, you already know the person, right? You're, well, you already know about them, you know what they do. So it could be something as simple as, um, can I add you to, or let's see. I was trying to think like if you're keeping like a referral list of people, right? Can I, uh, is it okay if I refer people to you? If I come across somebody who needs what you, your services, is it okay if I send them to you? Of course, they're going to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just letting them know that you're being that intentional with their information, right? Yeah. That it, You've made that connection. There's trust there. I know that you work with XYZ, whatever people, if, you know, can, is it okay if I can send people to you? Yeah. And I think that means a lot. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think it means so much, whether they follow through on that or not, maybe a different <laughs> thing, but you could something as simple as just starting that referral list and keeping, um, you should already have a list of all the people that have guested for you. Right. So right. do you, do you have like maybe adding to that a column of this is specifically what they do or who they work with? So it's an easy reference point for you. You're not adding work on yourself. You already have the information. Maybe it's just organizing it to where you can just, you know, scan it and say, you know, pull from that list. If someone, because I have people come to me all the time who want services that I don't do, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I go to people I know. And again, yeah. if I don't have a connection with that person, I'm not going to send somebody to you. That's There's got to be that at least little bit of trust there to say, I, I'm comfortable sending someone to this person. Yeah. Whether it's another guest or it's some, maybe a client, potentially, what, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that leads into that next part and, and the last part. And the one I feel like that is the most forgotten, um, you have the interview. The interview is done and then that's it. You never speak again. <laughs> you never like, I feel like that's a lot of times that is what happens. It's more it, rare. I feel like for there to be this, um, the episode comes out and then everybody shares it. Everybody promotes. It's almost just like, that's the end. <laughs> and it should not be like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, yeah, what is the system for the afterward? Um, yeah. I think at the very least, there's got to be, again, communication about um, letting them know when their air date is, what their link is. Do you, are you sending them graphics to help promote, right? Like the, just strategic things, first of all, like, but then adding to that, what's another connecting point, right? Like if I, um, let's say I put all that information in the email, but then adding a personal note in there as well of like, um, like I do my own editing for my podcast. So I may send an email that, that says, oh, I just watched our interview again and it was incredible. Thank you so much for um for being a guest for sharing your time with me like putting some personal stuff in there maybe even from the interview or something you talked about afterwards just re it's a, it's a, another connecting point it's a reminder for them oh yeah we talked about this yeah. right because they may not remember and so you're just again making that next connection point um and so it's so it's not a cold email that's like here's your link Here's your graphics and that's all that's in there. <laughs> Here's your air date, whatever. If you even get that. I mean, I've been on podcasts where I didn't even get that and the interviews out and it's like a couple of days later, I see it and I'm like, what? They didn't even tell me. Why would you not tell the guests so they can promote <laughs> their interview? You know, Stuff I know. Like and that. that's something I thought was just an assumption you know, mm -hmm. like I, I assume that they're going to come back and let, but 
not everybody does. And I have felt really bad because I'll see or I'll notice that the episode has come out and I, I'll realize nobody knew. I didn't know. Clients didn't know. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, the episode was never promoted. But then I also was like, how come they didn't tell me? Like, yeah, I would have made yeah. sure all of this was shared and, you know, we could have promoted and all the things. But yeah. so as a host, I would say, at the very least, you know, follow up the, the follow up after the interview and then let them know, um, even if you don't have an exact date, put it on the calendar so that when it, you know, it's going to air, at least give them a couple of days, say, Hey, your episode is going to air in two days. Here's, um, the link. And then if there's a graphic that you have created, share that with them that way. I mean, you're all sharing the, the episode, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where some of that repetition comes in because I know for me, I will tell them pre-booking, this is how far out I am. I may not have an exact date, but I can give you a month, right? Like it's going to be within this month. And then I'll remind them that of that again, after the interview, before we get off that call while I'm face to face with them. Okay. I don't have a date yet, but it's going to be in August or whatever, right? Like I give them something so they're not sitting there going, okay, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do next. <laughs> right. And then, so they get it at minimum three times for me, as far as the dates go. Cause when I have an exact date, sometimes it, it may be months down the road and you don't want to go months without having a connection with them. Right. So, and so I may just send an email that says, um, you know, the, the date is this. And when it gets closer to time, then I'll send you graphics and whatever else, right? Like just keeping them updated along the way. So they're not sitting there for months, not knowing when's it coming out or what's going on. You know, I think it's so appreciated, even if it's maybe it's another month away, but again, you've made that another connecting point for them to say, okay, I know she's at least thinking about me. <laughs> Even if the interview isn't coming out yet, you know, so uh, yeah, again, just over communicating. And I've seen, you know, where you not only will share the, the episode, but you've taken the time to find out what they have going on and you're sharing additional, you know, Hey, this is the podcast I was on. This is what they're all about and check out what they have going on. And I feel like that is above and beyond because the bare minimum is the sharing of the episode. And most people mm. really aren't doing that. And I just wonder, is it they don't know or they forget? Like, I don't, I guess I really don't understand. And I don't want to assume things, you know, and I think what this is yeah. why this conversation is so important because I, I do feel like there are things that people just don't know. And so once you know, then it's your responsibility to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. You can only use the the ignorance excuse for so long. I feel like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> because I mean, it's for me, I don't even, I, it, I don't even know how to explain like how I feel when I hear you say stuff like that, because to me, I'm like, that's just what I do like I just it just seems like the common sense thing to do promote 
other people. <laughs> but I know that doesn't just happen. Um, and so I, you've said that to me before, and it really made me think about why do I do that? Where does that come from? And I think it just goes back to, I'm a very empathetic person. And mm. I'm always trying to look at situations from the point of view of the other person. Wow. Right. And so like, how would I want to be presented to people if someone were talking about me online, mm. you know, and I, I know that if I just share the episode, a few people might see that, but it's not really going to have an impact. Like one post about somebody isn't going to help them get their name out there or promote what they're doing. You know, again, it goes back to that repetition. People need to hear things multiple times. Yeah. So it is a genuine, I'll, I'll say it's strategic, but I'll also say it's genuine when I'm promoting someone, because again, that's my audience. So I have to trust there has to be that connection with that person. If you see me promoting them above and beyond the episode, that's why. Because there's a genuine connection with that person. And I trust that I can send people to them. Mm -hmm. Right. That goes well beyond an episode. So I don't promote everyone the same. That's not, you know, I'll just put that out there. Um but that's what it is. That's, that's the connection points where if I don't feel like I can trust my audience with you, I'm not going to keep sending them to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've, <laughs> we've prepared for the interview. We've had the interview and now it's time to share and promote. And I feel like some of the things that, that we talked about that were really good is it goes back to the communication. And so the host you're wanting someone to partner with you to share this episode. So it's your responsibility to let them know, let your guests know this is what you can expect and then to follow through. And then as a guest, we need to know, um, we need to make sure that we're informed and we know when the episode is going to air. We, we want to be thankful. I feel like a follow-up email, you know, thanking them for having you on as a guest. Um, and another connection point, you know, like, like you said, um, keeping their information so that they can be a referral. Um, and then when the episode comes out, don't just do the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> don't just do the bare minimum. Yeah. Because it's very disappointing. I can say from the guest side of things, it's very disappointing when you've been on a show and you feel like you did make a connection with that person. And then there isn't anything after. Mm. you know or the promotion is just the graphic and they don't really say anything about the episode you know it makes me feel like maybe they don't really want to promote it like it what maybe it wasn't a good episode for them is is how maybe again maybe that's me but that's how it kind of comes across to me when I feel like we've made the connection and then there isn't promotion it makes me wonder, was it not a good episode for them, right? Like they're still wow. promoting their podcast. So they've put the episode out, but they're not really promoting me if they don't add anything to it. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but it does remind yeah. me of 
just how people put together their episodes a little differently. Um, mm-hmm. The the more thorough, I guess, show notes and the things that they yeah. share that are highlights and favorite things that were said and versus just yeah. putting it together in a basic way and how that might be perceived differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think about that, but you're right. When I see somebody put something together, like I did just today, actually, where they had favorite quotes, they had graphics with some of those favorite quotes and highlights from the episode versus just a graphic and a link that gets sent over. That does say something different about those two things. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, the number of times you promote, like my guest, I promote the entire week that they're on, not just the day it comes out. So I look at that as well when I'm looking to be a guest somewhere. How do they promote their people? Mm. Right. Because I don't think of it in terms of episodes. I don't think of how do they promote their episode? How do they promote their podcast? It's how do they promote their guests as people? You know, and I didn't come back to you a few times with some people where I'm like, I don't see them promoting anything. I don't know if that's that's a good place for me to be. You know, and not because it's about me, but because it makes me feel like they don't really care enough about what they're doing, right? So if they're not promoting themselves, they're not going to promote me. So there's a lot of layers. I probably way overthink all of it, but. (laughs) No, I feel like it's been very helpful because I don't know if you realize, but having, um, you as a client and and as a friend like you have pointed out things to me that I wouldn't have thought about that have helped me to serve other people better and at a higher level and over you know trying to over communicate and making sure and there's been very specific things that you may not realize you have pointed out and I'm like wow that's really good I need to start doing that and so I would have to go back and add a step in my process just so I could <laughs> add that in there. Um, and it, it really goes back to that over communication because there's been a lot of things that I have assumed over the years mm-hmm. that I should not have. And it has created like a disconnect or it's created, you know, bumps along the way where it could have been much smoother had I put things in place that I didn't realize. And so I appreciate those things because there, yeah, there's a lot that I haven't thought about. Um, and I think it's because you are wired a little differently. <laughs> that, yeah. it, and, and the way that you show up and, and the way that you promote people isn't the same all across the board for everybody. Um, and so I, that's why I appreciate you so much just coming on here and allowing me to pick your brain about this, <laughs> this topic because um, I feel like people are listening and they're like, huh, Maybe like me, like I never thought about it like that. Or, you know what? If that was me, I would feel so appreciated, you know, or or maybe I should put myself in the shoes of somebody else. How would I want to be promoted or served or hosted as, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. now um, I say that to say, as you're listening, like, what are the things that you have realized that, wow, you know? I could do things differently. So don't just listen to the conversation that we're having, but really think about how can you slow down 
and be more intentional in order to show honor to one another. Like, let's really do things differently Yeah. from this point forward. Yeah, it is raising the standard, um, which I know we talked about before, but I feel like needs to be maybe touched on again is, is that um, we want to stand out. Yeah. Right. We want as Christians, we're representing God. Let's stand yeah. out in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's stand out, not for us, but for him to get the glory for people to see there's something different about her. And then they mm-hmm. want to come be on your show or they want to, you know, have you on their show or whatever. And, and just operating differently in the online space altogether whether it's podcasting or not, just raising that bar and saying, you know, this is meant to be a social place. Let's actually connect with people here and it not just be scrolling all the time or, you know, just flipping through. I think of like, I used to get magazines a lot. (laughs) I know we don't do that anymore, but I used to get magazines and just, just flip through it, you know? And it's kind of like, why continue paying for that if I'm not actually going to read it? And I know mm. we don't, we don't pay for Facebook. We don't, but you kind of do, you're paying with your time. Yeah. Right. And so again, going back to stewarding your time, your resources, your abilities, where are you spending time? Where are you investing time? <laughs> um, You know, and how can you use that to honor other people? not just be in consumption mode when you're there. How do we raise the bar to show mm. pe- to show people that we're about more than consumption. We're about more than the scrolling through. You know, how can you promote other people in that space even if they aren't a guest? or you're not trying to get on their podcast, right? I've noticed a lot of people will come and there'll be a lot of activity on my page when they're trying to talk to me and trying to get on the show, right? And then afterwards they disappear. Things wow. like that are are noticed, <laughs> you know? And so again, I would just say, think about the other person's perspective. How can you show up and serve them today? Mm. That's so good. I feel like I need, I need <laughs> to go back and rewind and listen. Because what even what you just now said, that's a strategy that is taught. Mm-hmm. The whole, um, you want to connect with somebody, here's how you get started. You go on there and you begin to interact Um but then you're not supposed to just draw, like it should be genuine. It shouldn't just be this strategy that we're using. Like it should be a genuine connection, like people to people, person to person. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had plenty of coaches tell me (laughs) connect with, connect, quote, connect with X number of people in a day. And I'm like, how can you genuinely connect with that many people in a day? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it, (laughs) you know, no. (laughs) So, 
Yeah. So just putting that out there, if you get a message from me, it's an actual, I, I want to get to know you. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you on something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I feel like every time we get together, I just feel so relaxed and <laughs> just so comfortable. Like we could just keep going on and on forever. Um, <laughs> and I think it's that rest that you carry that slow down. And so I'm re even mm. reminded right now, like if we could just slow down mm. in the things that we're doing and the things that God has called us to do and quit feeling like we're behind all the time, that feeling of, I have to go fast because I am behind. I mm. have to catch up. And I think it's that that causes us such stress and overwhelm because we're always going. And that's why you don't see people. That's why you don't slow down and connect with people because you feel like you're always in a hurry and like you're behind. And I just think of how would things be different for us if we did things slower and more intentional than trying to cram so much in at one time. Mm, yeah. mm. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Mm, and you know what? Yeah. If you are listening and you haven't heard, um, I'm thinking about this. If you haven't heard the episode that we did in the very beginning, um, mm. then you need to go listen to the other episode with you, Susan, because um, you go in a lot deeper to what that looks like to work from rest. And um so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I do all those things. Like I am the master connector because I'm connecting with five people a day, you know, whatever it is. And I am the go, 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 go back and listen to that episode <laughs> about working from rest because it's a good one. Um, and thank you so much again, Susan, for, for joining and for having this conversation today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back. It is. It's very, it's easy to talk to you. <laughs> it's easy conversation this was so good um so if you want to connect with susan heaven to earth llc.com she has a podcast faith first business it's going to be in the show notes so go and connect with susan because she's got a lot more like this <laughs> to share um on her youtube channel on her podcast um He's got great leader interviews. Oh my gosh, I've gleaned so much from those interviews, from peeling back the the things, you know, and and really having those people to share. So yeah, so much. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Connections podcast. And until next time, let's keep showing up and being who God has called us to be.